the Daily Princetonian, I'm Lila Siskind. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover town reactions to Princeton Council's consolidation, Princeton's new USG budget, plans for a new Windport facility in Maine, and the El Salvador presidential election. It's Wednesday, February 21st. In early January, Princeton's town council announced plans to consolidate three of its committees, the Civil Rights Commission, Human Services Commission, and Affordable Housing Board into one 11-member committee. To learn more about reactions from the town on this decision, we sat down with senior news writer Abby Leibowitz. Um, I'm Abby, and I'm a senior news writer for The Prince. And can you tell me a little bit about what the changes to the council have meant for the town? Sure. So before this announcement of the consolidation of three committees, they each were composed of volunteer members of the community. So instead of elected officials, it was just um, any community member could be a part of them. And um, there was liaisons who were council members to the committees, which um, are commonly referred to as BCCs, which is board's committees and commissions, and they decided to consolidate all three into one um, that would have nine members and then two alternates, so 11 in total. And the reasoning for the consolidation given by the council members was to make things more um, efficient and more collaboration among um, the different issue areas. They felt that they were siloed and and there was a lack of of communication and efficiency. But a lot of the community members uh, felt blindsided by this decision um, because there was very little prior notice that this was going to happen. They had kind of just received an email shortly before um, and there wasn't a lot of discussion with the members of the different committees about this this decision that, that was going to be made. And then aside from being blindsided, can you talk any more about the reactions from the town? Yeah, so a lot of the town members feel that this shows a greater lack of concern with their input. Um, some town members expressed that even while they were on these um, committees, there was sort of a disconnect between the council members and the committees. There was a feeling of if the idea doesn't come from a council member, then it's not important. And they felt like it was kind of pulling teeth to get any of their initiatives um, really listened to or acted on. Uh, but on the other hand, all the council members explained that there's limited bandwidth for what the council can do, and there's also limited jurisdiction that these commissions can really have beyond just um, giving advice and, and making presentations and, and giving recommendations for services. Um, and so there's just a lot of sacrifices that have to be made often. You can read more of Leibowitz's reporting at dailyprincetonian.com or via the link in our show notes. In university news, Princeton's undergraduate student government senate unanimously voted to approve the increased budget for the semester during a meeting held last Sunday, February 18th. USG Treasurer Uma Fox, class of 26, presented the budget vote of $656,047.21, the largest USG-reported budget in university history. USG President Avi Attar, class of 25, reminded Senate members of the increased responsibility associated with the larger budget, encouraging members to thoughtfully consider it and plan experiences for students. Attar noted that, quote, students have given activities fees to us, and we are charged with taking those fees and not only representing them, but also making an experience for them that is wonderful and contributes to our community and advances the values of USG and the university. 
You can read more about the meeting at dailyprincetonian.com. In national news, yesterday, Maine's Democratic Governor, Janet Mills, announced that the state has chosen Maine's Sears Island as the preferred location for a new wind port facility. The news comes after Mills signed a bill in July of last year, which outlined Maine's goal to source half of its energy needs from offshore wind turbines by 2040. Sears Island is almost 1,000 acres in size. The proposed wind farm is expected to take up 100 acres of this landmass. The port is expected to cost $500 million, which Mills hopes to finance using federal funds, among other sources. Efforts to create a more sustainable campus at Princeton are also already underway, with projects like the construction of a geo-exchange system driving the university's push to achieve net zero emissions by 2046. In international news, a landslide victory has re-elected Nayib Bukele as El Salvador's president. His New Ideas Party also won a supermajority in Congress, giving Bukele even more control over the government. Concerns about the vote were raised after Emmanuel revealed several irregularities. Some opposition parties called for another round of voting due to these irregularities, but it is unlikely that such action will be taken. Bukele describes himself as the, quote, world's coolest dictator, unquote, due to his crackdown on the country's gangs. Under Bukele's administration, the homicide rate fell from 51 per 100,000 in 2018 to 2.4 per 100,000 in 2023, resulting in unprecedented popularity for the president. Since the 2022 state of emergency, 75,000 people have been jailed, mostly without trial. Now that Bukele's party holds 54 out of the 60 seats in Congress, he has even more power to change the Constitution or to suspend constitutional rights. When Bukele was first elected president in 2019, El Salvador was a multi-party democracy, but it is now moving towards a one-party state. Today, you can expect partly cloudy skies, with a high of 43 and a low of 22 degrees Fahrenheit. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Navon Demija and me, sound engineered by Vitus LaRue, and produced under the 148th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Leela Siskind. Have a wonderful day.